people say to you? I want to become fearless! Nick said, do you really? Do you really want to become fearless? Or do you just say that? Because to become fearless means you need to change. You need to face your fears. Voice. Motivational Radio. If you like to broadcast encouragement, mobilize influence, and ignite people's ideas, then join the network, the Affirming Voice Network. Learn more at affirmingvoice.com. Affirming Voice. Motivational Radio. This is a four part audio series on how to be fearless and how that will completely change your life. And from time and time again, as you grow older, as you develop in your personal and professional life, becoming fearless and facing your fears is the only way to truly be successful. Success is a relative term. Some people look at it in finances. Some people look at it in relationships, family, or the the whole kit and caboodle. But success comes with work and that work takes place in facing your fears and moving on to greater and bigger and more wonderful opportunities than you have ever imagined so let's get started unlock your potential be fearless to be fearless or not to be right to be fearless how is it how are you going to become fearless. To be is an action. You need to be something. Many times in our lives, we are conditioned to react instead of respond. We are allowing governments to help control our life. We're allowing laws or insurance ideas and practices, and this is how you should live, and this is what you should eat, and this is what you should do. This is the channel that you should watch. And we become conditioned to start believing and thinking a certain way, especially if we had some issues or troubles in our childhood where our ability to dream and be fearless was not motivated. It wasn't encouraged. It may have been squelched, actually. And so you start having more of this fear and you start relying more on other people. At least that's my experience. When I coach individuals, I see that's the number one thing. It happens predominantly more and more is their fear is simply a waiting period. They're waiting. They seem to be procrastinating. They they come up with a lot of excuses or they're waiting for the response and the okay and the signal from someone else or something in order to tell them, yeah, you can move forward now. I want you to start journaling what this experience is going to be like for you. It will be a part of the discipline and obedience that you need to begin to develop as you become fearless. It's so important that you journal what it is you're feeling and what's happening in your life as you make the shift, as you begin to shift your thinking from a negative and sedentary position to a positive, moving, and active position. It takes practice. You need to condition yourself. You need to routinely evaluate your situations and your circumstances. And although I believe most 
wholeheartedly that you are not your circumstances and situations, whether good or bad. However, many times we put ourselves there. It's also important for me to let you know that this is a coaching, motivating audio that is designed to build you up to the person that I believe you have been created to be. It is not counseling. The big difference between counseling and coaching is this. Counseling deals with inner psychological issues that are at play, some unbalances, if you will, in your chemistry or in your makeup, or having to deal with very traumatic events that have changed the way not only you live your life, but the way you see life. And if you have no hope and you really have no vision or motivation to move forward in the future, it could be that you need some counseling. See a a licensed therapist and let them help you through dealing with those psychological issues so that you can begin to rewrite your inner narrative. You can begin to practice and condition yourself to be fearless. So it's important that we dis- that I make that distinction. And if you have questions ever, and if you're interested in knowing maybe, you know, Nate, do I need counseling or is it just coaching or what is it that I need? I'd love to be able to talk to you about that. You can email me or contact me anytime via affirmingvoice.com and we can just have a free evaluation discussion over the phone and see if, if counseling is right for you or if coaching is more right for you. So having said that, I want you to get a notebook and you need to journal your entire experiences and what you do. You're going to begin journaling twice a day. Now, for some of you, that sounds like a lot. For other of you that already journal, it's not a big deal. But you're going to need to learn to write down your feelings and the things you want twice a day. This is what works because this is what starts to help recondition your mind in making the shift, the shift to truly become fearless. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to have a simple notebook and it's going to be one that you're going to write every single morning and every single evening as you get out of bed and before you go to bed. If you have troubles getting up in the morning because you're just, you seem depressed or you just can't get motivated, I still want you to write. And again, I think it's important that you contact someone if you're having trouble getting out of bed and asking about having some counseling and seeing if there's something that they can do in order to help you start your path in becoming fearless. But having said that, you're going to journal twice a day. Nothing big. We don't, we're not looking for a novel here. We're not looking for war and peace that we're going to you know, publish and send out to everybody. This is just a simple two or three sentences Sometimes it might just be a word. Sometimes it might be a whole thought and paragraph. The point is you're going to begin to develop this discipline twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. Just get something that's inexpensive. It's not a big deal. You know, you don't need much to get started, but it is a very valuable tool. And I highly recommend that you really do this process. You get a notebook and you start writing things down. You know, it, it doesn't matter what really what your notebook even looks like. It could be fancy or or, or plain or, or whatever. But I would really prefer that you do not use a an electronic digital notebook and you don't type on a computer. 
it needs to be done handwritten. It needs to be done so that you can visualize, you can draw things, you can, this is your journal that you're going to be able to put your thoughts onto a page. And there's nothing better to do that with than just a simple notebook and a pen or pencil. And I want you to do this because I found that the, the people that I've worked with in coaching, they really get a lot out of this. Because when you take handwritten notes, they tend to be really to become more committed. You become more committed and, and you want to reach success more quickly than those who don't handwrite it, those who don't use a journal. So I want you to write down some notes and some goals and, and different things like that onto your first page right now. Take a minute, and I want you to think about it. If you're driving or somewhere, I know that you can't, but I want you to stop and pause this recording and think about one or two or three things that you would do, that you would write down, and you have to be honest with yourself. I want you to do two things. I want you to write down what you see Again, write down what you see and then what you feel. So in other words, if my wife and I had an argument this morning and I decided to write down that argument because it was on the top of my mind, I'd write down what I saw. Well, I saw two people arguing. I saw we were both tired and had been working a lot. I saw that we we both had two different ideas and our communications were not at its best. And I felt terrible. I felt like I wasn't communicating well enough to her and she wasn't communicating well enough to me and we were both on different pages on this issue. And then I saw us recommit. We stopped and we looked at what each other really wanted and a practice and something that we do is sometimes we'll just write it down and say this is what I want from you or this is what I'm not getting or this is the help I need in this um, and I need your support and it works and we're able to communicate because everyone has some arguments some tiffs that's a way to communicate that means it's okay it's healthy but when you're not resolving them you're just allowing them to fester and it could become a problem so I want you to write those things down. The other thing I want you to do is, is as you write down in this book, you need to start having your own mantra, your own positive, encouraging verse or saying. Our family has a family Bible verse that basically lets us know that we have been designed to be a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And that helps motivate me at times if I get down or if I you know, want to reestablish where I'm at. But the other thing is it's it's most important that you begin to recondition yourself. Find a motivated saying, something that you would be able to begin to recite. And it has to be positive. It has to be something that's encouraging, something that, again, allows you to grow. You might not even believe it at first as you write that thing down. But as you begin to recondition yourself, you'll find that this is helping you lay a foundation to be fearless and to face fear for what it is. It's just fear. It doesn't need to demobilize you anymore. It doesn't mean to scare you to death so that you don't do anything. What fear will mean to do from this point forward is to give you a rush, is to motivate you, is to encourage you, is to let you know that you're alive and you're doing something that's worth doing because there is some fear involved. 
And it's allowing your, your mind, your cognitive mind then to evaluate that fear. Is it because this is a really dumb idea and I shouldn't give up my whole life savings on this business plan? Or this is a heck of an idea. I am going to give up my whole life savings on this business and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to struggle. I'm going to make it through. I'm going to eat top ramen for the next year if I have to. I'm going to make this business work. And you evaluate that. I really want to encourage you to, if you're married, involve your spouse. You need to involve your spouse. The two of you will be so much stronger together. You might not be on the same page at first. That's okay. But you're going to start talking about that. You're going to start presenting that. And that might be something that you have some fear of. I, I don't want to talk to her. I don't want to talk to him or whatever. I'm afraid they're going to say I'm stupid or I shouldn't do that. Or I need to get a real job. Well, that might be true. You're going to have to look at those things and face that fear. And we're going to teach you in these audio sessions how to begin to do that. So, all right, you wrote down some of your feelings and you wrote down a motivational saying that kind of started off in your notebook. And I believe that is going to be the day. Today is the day. Today is your wayward point in your life's GPS. So make it a big deal. Celebrate. Have something today. Make yourself a cake or you know, decide to go out to dinner on something special and to say, this is the celebration of my new life. I'm changing. I'm going to make the shift. And I know it may be difficult, but I'm not going to give up. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to ask people to help me. I'm going to rally myself around positive and motivating people that's going to want to encourage me and build me up. I'm willing to humble myself and understand I don't have all the answers. And so I don't know everything. And I will make some mistakes, but that doesn't mean that I have failed. What that means is I will correct a failure. And a failure means simply I did not get the results that I wanted, or I did not get the results that are typical in this circumstance. So then I need to look at correcting something in that formula in order to get the results I want. If you find yourself procrastinating, I want you to read it as a sign. Really, procrastination is about fear. If you keep putting off an exercise of some sort or doing something, that means you probably really need to do that more than any other thing. Remember, too much thinking is usually what messes most of us up. There's no question. It's overthinking. It's getting a paralysis of analysis that causes us to dream up excuses. So now is the time to spring into action. Stop thinking and start doing. Take it step by step, one step at a time. The dream is only as impossible or as possible as you believe it to be. That's what's possible. And you'll make the impossible possible by taking action. That was from an incredible book that I encourage you to read, and it is available on affirmingvoice.com. It's entitled Be Fearless. The author, he's a psychotherapist, Jonathan Alpert, and he practices in Manhattan. And he's interviewed regularly about everything from celebrity scandals to the economy for major national and international newspaper and magazines. And he's appeared on a ton of the, the morning shows and CNN and Good Morning America and NBC Nightly and yada. This is a man who was paralyzed by fear himself, and he wrote a very simple book. And we're going to use some of those practices because I do believe that there are some things that we can take away and we can add to his particular formula. But still, 
I think it's important that you begin conditioning yourself with books and material that are promoting change. So that's the next thing. You need to start reading and listening and giving your body a healthy dose of change. For some of you, it might be really hard to do, but it's really important that you go on this media, I guess sabbatical, if you will. You're going to stop listening to all the horrible news that are on on TV every night or every morning or simple things that really just are useless information. Like, who cares? I mean, so I know how to make some tacos uh, from Rachel Ray. I mean, it sounds great, but does it really add a ton of value to my life? No, not right now. I'm going to focus on one thing and one thing only, how to be fearless. And I'm going to recondition my mind. And the way you're going to do that is by carefully choosing what you decide to put into your mind. Now, for some of you, it's also going to be like eating chocolate and asking you to stop eating chocolate. And you're going to think, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? You know, I, I, I do this all the time. Most people promote fear in different ways. They'll promote fear in ways of gossip on Facebook. They'll promote fears in a story on the nightly news. They'll promote fears in the radio ads, and they'll give you a problem, and then they're the only ones to the solution. And they're pulling on your emotions. And if you already have a propensity of being fearful in taking action in certain things in your life, which I'm assuming you do, that's why you're listening to this, you need to stop, and you need to just do it cold turkey. Now, you're going to replace it with valuable information. They're going to be listening to this podcast again and again if you want so that you can keep retraining your mind to help make the shift, to recondition. I want you to go to the library and just start looking at some books, some books that would really promote this change. Some great books that I would encourage you to to look at is there's a book called Changeology by uh, John Norcross. For some of you who have dealt with religious abuse or oppressors that really push you down and you're making up excuses on who you want to be because maybe of a poor theology or a an abusive religious situation. And most churches and evangelical churches and Catholicism and, and even Mormon churches are great in going out into the community, but they put so much, not all, but many, put a lot of weight on the shoulders of their flock, of their congregation. And they begin to put fear into people. And some of them do it knowingly, some of them do it unknowingly. So uh, a great book that's by a man called Watts, W-A-T-T-S, is called Recovering from Religious Abuse. The other one that I really enjoyed is by Kate Kelly and Peggy Raimundo. It is entitled, You Mean I'm Not Lazy, Stupid, or Crazy? And basically, it's a book for people like me who have ADD and who change their directions a lot until I learned how to become a little bit more disciplined and obedient to the daily routines. And then I gave myself, you know, time on the weekends. And and I also actually give myself time during the middle of the week to just be creative and fun and come up with different ideas and different business adventures because I like doing that. And it really kind of trips my trigger, if you will. Another one by uh, Lori Pun is called Instant Persuasion. It is an excellent And basically, that book will help teach you how to change your words, the things that you say, that will help you change your life. Basically, it's 
how to change your communication blunders really into wonders, you know. And again, it becomes a conditioning. The other book that I absolutely have loved and I refer to quite often is by Herbert Harris. It's called The 12 Universal Laws of Success. Now, again, I think it's important to let each of you know that a lot of these books, they'll have things that you'll want to take from it. Some of it you you don't. None of these books are perfect, but they really give you some good ideas and some good foundations to start changing your mind patterns and start making that shift. And again, The 12 Universal Laws of Success it is an excellent book, and if you're interested in learning more about that, too, go on to uh, theaffirmingvoice.com, and on our download page, you'll see the 12 Universal Laws of Success, and there's a great podcast about that book, and I believe there's also a link that'll take you to a free PDF copy for that book. The other one that I refer to quite often is Jeffrey Gitmer's Little Red Book of Selling. The reason I do that is because that book of selling really helps condition my mind again and again on why I do the things I do. I want to be able to help other people. I want to be able to have gratitude instead of an attitude. And that book helps realign my thinking, not just for my business practices and going out and selling products and and services to people, but it helps me retain the information and that's in my mind in the fact that I want to help other people every day. Another great book is one that is called God is a Salesman. Now, for some of you, you know, with some religious background, you might go, oh my gosh, that sounds, I can't, I can't believe that, you know, there is even a book out there like that. But it is a great book, and it basically will give you the idea that, you know, God is offering his love and his mercy and his grace to anyone and everyone. And it's a pretty cool book that really has been a pinnacle in my life on why I want to help other people. It has helped promote the idea for me in my mind on serving others. And last but not least is a great book by Seth Godin. You probably have heard of him, that he's a great marketing master. But the book that I really like from him is called The Purple Cow. And basically it will help transform your business to be remarkable. And he talks about being remarkable. I think that book is wonderful in how it will help you correlate your instant persuasion, your changeology, the idea of being fearless, and allow you to incorporate the 12 universal laws of success into being a remarkable business. And when I mean being a remarkable business is whether you're a stay-at-home mom working tirelessly, helping the family run, or you're an executive in a corner office, or if you're a janitor helping serve the students in the community at the local high school, or if you're an entrepreneur that's heading out to develop a new chip that is going to transform the world, it's important that you learn to incorporate these aspects and to put positive things into your mind. And take different practices from each of these different books and these different individuals and different perspectives to help you become the person that you have been created to be. In making this shift, in order to truly do it, there's no magic pill. You have to get involved. You have to develop a practice. Many of you have the fear of rejection, but I promise you, that you should expect to get rejected. Rather than formulate ways to avoid rejection, consider that rejection is its just a part of life. 
and it's a necessary part of success. The more people that you proposition, the greater your chances of getting rejected. However, the greatest chances are for you of getting a yes and moving on. Believe that you are stronger than the rejection. Remember, it's it's not really about you many times. If someone is, is rejecting your business proposal or idea, then it wasn't a right fit. If they're rejecting you in personal matters, then they're messed up. They don't have a right fit in their mind. And you're not there to change them or persuade them. You want to say thank you? I don't agree, and I'm moving on. Use each rejection really as a learning opportunity. Can you change your strategy and how you're approaching people? If you keep getting rejected by ways that your business plan wasn't succinct or I didn't get the idea of what it was, that's a pretty good indication that you need to change that. But if it's just like, no, this isn't right for us, or no, this isn't this, this isn't that, or if it's just because someone has a bad day and a bad attitude, but you need to evaluate that and be confident in your evaluation. Now, don't pull the wool over your eyes. Don't put your head in the sand. If you keep telling yourself that you have the world's greatest idea and you're proposing it to one person every now and a great often, a great while, and it's getting rejected, you have the fear of procrastination. You have the fear of being rejected. You need to get out there and pitch two, three, four, five, six people a day and go for it. Make those presentations. Know that rejection truly is the only way to get acceptance. If you don't try at all, you definitely won't get what you want. You know, expect rejection. Pitch 100, 200. You might land one. You are bigger and stronger than just those rejections. I want you to change your thinking. Switch from everyone thinks that I'm a failure to this is a great opportunity for me to grow. And there's a pretty good idea I'm not taking these people with me. Don't become bitter. Become better. Just dust off your sandals and move on, if you will. That's what Jesus says. You go into a town, they don't accept your word, dust off your sandals and move on. Be smart. Research the situation. Be well informed about the strategies you can use in the future so you can learn from them and avoid mistakes that you've probably made in the past. And think about what you did right. Not everything was a mistake in the rejection. You know, Build on your successes. I've always tried to tell myself and I tell the people I work with, I tell my customers, I tell my clients, Accentuate on the positive. A great basketball player, if he has trouble passing to the left, but he's still an incredible basketball player, he's going to work on passing on the left. He knows he might not ever become the best guy to pass to the left, and that might be a weakness of his, but he knows he can make three-pointers. He knows he has an incredible rebound ability. He knows that he's able to make the shot. He knows that he's able to help lift the team up and make the win. His one fault or his one area that he's having trouble is passing to the left. So he does work on it, but he doesn't make it his sole issue. He works on the things that he's already good at. He makes a thousand free throw shots a day. He makes layup after layup after layup. He practices with the team. He works out. He eats well. He listens to things that motivate him and encourage him, whether it would be a good word or some good music. In order to make this shift, you're going to become active in your own mind with good things, with things that are going to help condition you to become and be fearless. 
To learn more and interact, visit us online at affirmingvoice.com.